lurking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight from my monstrous lab began to arise. And then suddenly, to my surprise, they did the mash. They can't see the actions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what actions these are. This is like really gay. um, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. (laughs) And like that's saying something because the Backstreet Boys, like no offense. I don't think there should be any offense because it's great that you're gay Backstreet Boys. I don't know if any of them are gay. No, it's in sync. sync. One one of them was. Lance Bass. Remember when he was going to go to the moon? Yeah. What was that all about? In fact, that's the picture, like, for some reason, that's what I think of first. That's the last place I ever want to go. In the whole universe. Dry and gray. You know what I mean? I don't want to go to the moon. the last place in the whole universe? It's the last place. There are worse places in the universe than the moon. (laughs) I don't want to go to the moon. I don't get it. Why are we going to the moon? (laughs) I don't understand. So this is all on you, Lenover. I've been working, 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 but you've been playing, playing, playing at the play. Right. Well, we should (laughs) say what we're doing first. What are we doing? Oh, let this them is let the game. <laughs> I assume they know. They clicked on it. If they don't know, what are they doing here? My God. Uh, let them eat cake. I'm your uh, host, your ghost. Chris Farias. Ooh, Chris Farias. And I'm here with my other ghost host, Ooh. Jared Ledover. And it is the Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I've been busy doing uh, a show in Dundas Community a Theater. Show. It's not that spooky, <laughs> but it is Russian, so <laughs> very spooky show. <laughs> this it is, is dark, I, though. I know not all Russian stuff is dark, but this is pretty dark. You know what I don't get? I was talking to our friend um, Christine the other day. I went over to her house, and she was saying how um, she can't. <laughs> I can't tell you why she does it like horror horror stories. Because it will be very embarrassing. Um, But um, she was like, oh, I don't like horror stories because they're so scary. I'm like, but they're not real. And she's like, I know, but they're so scary. And I was just thinking about, like, what I find scary. And I – because I don't find – I find them, like, thrillers and scary movies, like, intense. But I'm not, like, I can't sleep after or, like, I have to lock the door. I've heard you squeal, though, in the middle. Oh, yeah, because it's it's startling – which is different than scary, I think. Yes. Being startled. But I get scared sometimes. I'm afraid of real life things. And I think that <laughs> when there are things going on in the world that are <laughs> scary to you as a person, like all of a sudden, like imagine like all of a sudden I wake up in Russia one day by mistake. That's by mistake? Terrifying. You can wake up in Russia by mistake? It's better than being on the moon, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, you know... Vlad is looking down on me, and I'm like, oh, man, that's scary. <laughs> it could turn into a sexy dream if that's uh, Not with Vlad. No, oh, thanks. All right. What's, well, what's going on? So let's do the headlines first. Headlines, headlines that touch your life with Jared Ledover, Chris Bryce, and Hugh Downs. Not really with Hugh Downs. Um, usually we say this, these are gay headlines, and I realize they're not always gay headlines. What are they? So, for instance, this next one is actually more about transgender stuff than it is about gay stuff. Well, but it's a part of the community. That's true. Okay. Most of our headlines are part of the LGBTQ2S community. All right. So, sometimes I say gay in, as, in terms of the community, but I don't think that's correct. Like, the gay community. But I don't think that we're calling it the gay community. I'm just so used to... Because, like, I'm older than I look. Um, and back in the <laughs> back in the day, we called it the gay community. So I'm trying my hardest 
Um, when I do say gay community, I, I correct myself and say LGBTQ2S, which comes out a lot faster now uh, yeah. that I've gotten used to it. I noticed you used it in a post on Facebook even today, which was... Which was um, well, yeah. I was saying how they came for the Muslims. They came for I was I was right to say they came for the gays, but then I was like, no, that's not correct. They came for the LGBTQ2S community. Yeah. So this first headline is from the Daily Mail, and it's uh, it says Australian state on the verge of abolishing gender from birth certificates, so transgender people don't have to out themselves in quotes when they apply for jobs. So um, I'll just read you the first part of this, and then because I don't think you've seen this one, have you? No. Okay. So. Tasmania is on the verge of abolish, abolishing gender from birth certificates so transgender people don't have to out themselves. When I'm they apply really for shocked jobs. about this because wasn't um, um, Nanette, what's her name, Hannah Gatsby, wasn't she from Tasmania and she was saying just how horribly backwards it was? And was how she, she from Tasmania? I'm remember. pretty sure she was from Tasmania because I remember thinking when she said Tasmania and she talked about it, she didn't mention the Tasmanian devil, devil once, which I was like. <laughs> You know, if I was from, I guess if you're from Tasmania, there's more to think about, but the only thing I think about is a Tasmanian devil. It's low hanging fruit for a North American. I maybe guess. It's what did you call me? <laughs> Go on. A vote is expected in Tasmania's lower house next month. Christian groups and feminists fear the bill has been hijacked by the transgender lobby through a series of labor and green amendments. Um, both the labor and green amendments want to remove gender from the birth certificates. Further amendments include removing the need for trans people to have sex change surgery before switching gender on official documents. Um, Do they want to remove sex from it? I, you, that's the thing is that... Because gender isn't on birth certificates. Well, you see sex here, is. they're talking like sex is female here. Like they show some examples of birth certificates and it seems like they're talking about removing the whole like sex or gender thing from I think that's fine and it got me thinking because I until, the, you until I for? read this article I'm like why do we nobody ever asks me are you a man or are you a woman it just, or what's your gender or what's your sex it just seems really obvious that it would be there and then I started thinking well why though why does it have to be in your birth certificate yeah and it was interesting because were you in the room when I was watching that other news piece about um, it was from Britain I think and they were talking about the census and whether or not they were going to ask um, for sex gender information on the census. Oh, they are? Well, well the, there's, there's some kind of a debate, I think, in, in Britain about whether or not they should. None of your business. And, and what do you need to know that for? The argument, the, the, the most, the most reasonable argument that they, that the one woman, uh, said for continuing to ask it is that there are some issues where we, they need to have, um, a clear idea of, uh, numbers of different genders or numbers of, of different sexes for public services and things like that. Um, but you know, I, I, didn't, I don't know how strong an argument that for, is. But I'm sorry, but for a party that is so hell-bent on the government being not part of anything, well, the Republicans... No, I'm oh, just, okay, I just want to say the Republicans else, are so hell-bent on, like, I don't want the government in my wallet, I don't want the government in my house, I don't want the government... I don't want I don't want public libraries. I don't want public health care. I don't need the government. Why do they want the government in their pants? I don't understand. Or looking in their Why pants. Why do anyway. they care? <laughs> I don't want the government looking <laughs> in their pants. Like I was just reading that um oh what's this stinking face down in Texas? Um not not the one running that I'm in that I follow not Beto. Not Beto. Beto. I'm in love with Beto. Chris is a huge Beto fan. Uh, huge. No, Ted Cruz. Is it Cruz? Is it Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, he was saying how he doesn't want, um, he doesn't think people should masturbate. And it's just like. When did that come up? 
2007, he did a, a thing and, and a talk, and he talked about... Um, I didn't read the whole thing, because I was like, I don't want to hear from you. But it's like, leave <laughs> me alone. What I do in the privacy of wherever I am... <laughs> it's none of your business. Well, don't talk to me about sex with anyone who is, um, who is of age and who is legal and... Um, in a loving relationship or a not loving relationship, I don't really care. Don't talk to me about sex. Don't talk to me about gender. Don't talk to me about masturbation or what I can do. Like, then you're going to start like, here's the correct way to wash your genitalia. Like, it is lost. Because it, and now maybe it's because, I don't I know. the but word genitalia. It's, it sounds like a, a bad guy from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it <comes> genitalia. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, uh, it's, I think with, um, extreme, extreme right stuff or, or moderately extreme right stuff, um, ironically, is that there's a religious component to the people that they're catering to. So like if you're catering to evangelical Christians who happen to believe in the part of evangelical Christians who believe that, you know, for instance, you shouldn't masturbate or, um, no sex before marriage and things like that, then it seems to seep into politics, maybe. I don't know the context maybe of what they, he was saying. They, this but. is why they're all so uptight and every, in everybody's business. Okay, I excuse my French uh, Republicans, but uh, go rub one out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, go and just release some of that stress. Have sex with whoever you want and and, well, and have a good time by yourself if you have to. Well, the thing is, too, though, this is a slightly separate issue, but whenever anyone gets caught doing something like that, it becomes a huge um, political issue for them. So it's one thing for us to say, hey, Republicans, go, like, have sex with anyone. and But then if they get caught doing that, then yeah, but if a, a Democrat be... who is for uh, a gay rights gets caught having sex with some of the, of the same um, sex... Um, no one's calling it out, right? Unless they're they cheating never, on their partner. Unless they're cheating. Yeah. You have to do something um, what is technically wrong for people to call you out. If, if, if Ted Cruz was caught masturbating, um, I think it would be, it might get out, but I think there would be some people, like people would be like, well, let's just, who doesn't, right? But is that our bubble? I don't know. That sounds like something that would be in our bubble. Who doesn't masturbate? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> if you're not, go and do it now. Okay. And then come back. Press pause. Don't listen to us while you do it, because that's weird. Oh, yeah. Don't. Well, I mean, no. Well, mind. if you want. But, like, that's just weird. <laughs> um, okay. On a slightly lighter note, there was another article in the Huffington Post about... Um, about penguins, and this was kind of I cool. love penguins. Uh, it, the, the headline is, Same-Sex Penguin Couple Welcomes Their First Baby. So, Sea Life Sydney Aquarium, so I think this is in Australia, well, Sydney is in Australia, so I guess, uh, Aquarium said, Penguin dads, Sven and Magic, who were given an egg to incubate, are, quote, in love with their new chick. And there are pictures. We'll put the link in the oh thing. Oh my gosh, it's adorable! So bust out a big old bucket of celebratory fish. A same-sex Gen 2 penguin couple has welcomed the birth of their first baby, er, chick, together. Australia's Sea Life Sydney Aquarium announced Thursday. Dad Sven and Magic, a couple known as Svenjik, were given an egg that they incubated and protected for nearly five weeks in their nest. The little fluffball hatched last week and weighed 3.2 ounces. Its sex is to be determined. A blood test where did they get it? When it's a bit older. Okay, so this is where it is. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> where did they get where it? Where did they get it? 
Um, the egg was given to Svenjik from another couple that laid two during the tw- t- 2018 breeding season. According to a press release from the aquarium, Gen 2 penguins, which live mostly on sub-Antarctic islands, only have enough resources to care for one of the two eggs in the wild, and the backup chick often dies. Aww. So the aquarium found giving the extra egg to Svenjik was the best option for its That's survival. That's so nice. And I'm, then it goes on to say, like, the younger penguin was, like, right on it, right away feeding and stuff, and then the older one took a little bit more to warm up to it, but then he was really into it, too, so, yeah. Well, I think there's a natural, um, uh, th- there's, it's just natural to want to take care of a baby. Like, we have babies here, and Loretta, who is our one parent. Baby birds. We have baby, oh, we don't have babies. <laughs> 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 Just a basket full of babies laying around. If anybody is missing a baby, we have them and we don't want them. Um, <laughs> we have baby parrots and Loretta, our other parrot, who's I think she's three, um, which is a full of grown parrot. Um, she's such a mean parrot. Like she is so she's, mean. I think she's conflicted, though, because she... She She'll is conflicted. Oh yeah, you t- yeah, this is a story you're telling. So I she yeah. like we rescued her and um, she was uh, uh, f- um, not fed correctly and sh- her feathers were all crappy and she had cage aggression and every time I put my ca- hand in the cage she would bite me and it took months and months and months for her to come around and now for me she's a sweetheart like she doesn't bite me and um, but like if I put my hand in the cage she does this kind of like bubble noise and she puts her head up and I'll be I'll like reach in and start scratching her and when she's done then she's done and she goes to bite me (laughs) but like not hard not like you she'll bite you really hard she'll just give me a nip as in like I'm done now she'll make you bleed yeah that's like buddy with me the our other one of our other parents he'll like just kind of nip at me if he's like he doesn't want me to oh he'll make me bleed but he'll make Chris bleed anyway so she's kind of mean and she's mean to all the other birds she has no bird friends and um, we have the baby parrots in this little aquarium that's heated, and she spends, whenever she's out of the cage, she spends all her time outside of the cage, pacing back and forth, outside of the, the aquarium, pacing back and forth, wanting, and she's doing this regurgitating um, um, motion. Which sounds negative, but it's actually a good no, thing. No, she wants to feed yeah. them. She wants to feed them so bad, and then when I took them out, actually today... Because I don't think she understands how to do it, but today she was actually trying to feed them, and she really? wasn't she hurting wasn't them. Being aggressive? Yeah, yeah, she was trying to feed them. So I think, like we, I think all animals, uh, no matter what the sex, um, have a natural um, inclination to take care of things in need. Yeah, which is really beautiful. It is. Okay, what is that? It. Yeah, that's it. That's for it for, for, hot topics. for hot topics. That was great. So we covered what was it? Gay penguins and taking gender and sex off birth certificates. Which I only read like one sentence until you got into the conversation, so we really didn't learn much about that. But I'll we'll what the, the Tasmanian one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they should just take everything. Out. <laughs> and also, um, they should just put like um, um, sex, Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> Time for cake. <laughs> I haven't had sugar since the last cake. Oh, that's, oh. This is why I didn't want to eat this cake, but, like, I'm going to eat this cake. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate? No, mine's um, a Nutella one this time. Oh, yeah, Nutella. And I already had a bite, and it's, I didn't realize that. that What's mine? It's got, uh, Maple? yours is, try it, I think it's apple something. Mmm. What is it? It tastes like a delicious apple. <laughs> I think it's an apple spice. Oh, it's healthy. It's an apple. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't realize like Nutella. Nutella is such a big thing for some people, but I didn't have it when I was a kid. Italians, they love it. But um, this is their peanut butter. Yeah, and so they go nuts. I didn't realize, but I just realized just now that Nutella tastes like those toffees because they're they're hazelnut too at Christmas. I'd and never I never had um, Nutella growing up. No, I didn't either. Maybe We're, it was like we had peanut butter. Oh yeah, I'm like addicted to peanut butter. But anyway. What are the questions? So this is tea time. So the T stands for truth, and we are your hostesses, and we are both open books. I am full of words. Chris is more pictures you can color. Questions from you, answers from us. It while doesn't we say take. hostesses. Hostesses. Yeah, it's always been hostesses though. Really? Yeah. That's you, nice. Was that a typo in the original? Um, one day we're going to talk about your problem. What's my problem? Not being referred to as a woman. Oh, I don't think it's a problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> you hit the tone in your voice. <laughs> you don't like it. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you to Cake and Loaf because they provide the cake. Yes, uh, thank you. These wonderful cakes that we are enjoying are from them. So the first question is from Jameson and Catherine on the Facebook group. And it is, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Mm. <laughs> it was That's a tough one. It was originally stated as... Like chips or chocolate, and then and then Catherine also asked, "Just what's your favorite straight up Halloween candy?" When I was a kid, my favorite was um, the little bags of the classic Lay's, um, a chocolate bar, probably an old Henry, and and you're all gonna think I'm nuts. A can of pop. When they gave me a can of pop, everybody else was like, "Oh no, this is gonna weigh me down." Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> I downed that. <laughs> it took me to the next house. <laughs> I think I can't, I'm trying to. Be, I, I always love chocolate more than any of the others. Like those little, you know, the little candy discs that like they were in a little roll up thing, and um, so this like a long tube, and you and they were like sour candies. But yeah, those rockets. are. I like those. Is that what a rocket is? Rockets. I like those, um, but I like chocolate better than any of them. But, uh, I, and I wouldn't never buy this for myself, I don't think, but, um, what do you call the, uh, the Tootsie Roll? The li- you know the little Tootsie Rolls that you get at Halloween? Yeah, they're called little Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> but they're not my favorite. Chocolate is my favorite. So, your, my chocolate's my favorite, and yours um, is... Lace? This, uh, I don't know. Everything. Everything. <laughs> All right, so what's been your best Halloween costume is a question from Giselle. Oh my gosh. We have a Giselle in the group? Yeah. I love the name Giselle. It's so beautiful. Giselle. <laughs> Giselle. Um, <laughs> what is my favorite Halloween costume I ever wore? What's the best one you've ever worn? That's a tough one. I Yeah, I, had a, I, I don't know what my best one was, but the one that I remember probably most fondly is uh, in Star Wars. There's the... Uh, General Akbar, who, who when they're in trouble, says, it's a trap. Yeah. Uh, we had the, both my brother and I in the same year had, like, the masks that made you look like General Akbar and, like, uh, and the little plastic suit that made you look like, and we both went at the same year in the same time. Um, I'm pretty sure, what I'm really lucky about is my mom always let me go what I wanted to go as for Halloween, so, like, I, you know... I wanted to be a cat, which a lot of boys didn't want to be cats, but I wanted to be a white cat. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom let me be a white cat (laughs) because 
the white. I love white cats. You know those toilet paper cats? Yes. <laughs> I was one the really of those, fluffy one. One of those toilet paper cats. How did you do that? You have to be so fluffy. Oh, I was fluffy. <laughs> I've always been fluffy. <laughs> um, I was rainbow bright. Um, I was a witch. I was Santa Claus. I was a the spider. My mom made me the spider con- costume. That was amazing. You've had some good adult costumes, too. Oh, yeah. I think Ursula was my favorite yeah, one. That's what I was thinking of. That I made really three outfits that for that night, and um, all different styles of Ursula. Like, there was, like, a party dress Ursula. There was, like, uh, <laughs> there was like a full-on tentacle Ursula. That's not the one I was. Ursula was from Little Mermaid, if anyone isn't, like... What, what other <laughs> Ursula do you know? Name another Ursula. I'm just in case someone else might oh my know gosh. another Ursula. Everybody, everybody, I am having, I'm awake. <laughs> he's I am half his sh- shake and now he's <laughs> sugar rushing. I'm, I haven't had sugar in a week. Whoo! This feels good. I feel good. What's next? All right. So the other end of that question is from Stacy. What's the worst childhood Halloween costume you ever wore? I don't know. I don't think there was one. I I did have, um, I will tell this story and, um, I think it's okay now because my father walked me down the aisle and so I think he's come around, but I remember I wanted to be a fairy princess, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. And my mom bought me a fairy Christmas or fairy Christmas, fairy princess costume. And we picked my dad up from work and he saw the bag full of like, it was all glitter and like I went to the thrift shop and I picked it all out like it was going to be fantastic um and he saw it and he asked my mom to get out of the car and I was in the back seat and they and he had the package in his hand of all the clothes and he started they started yelling at each other and then he took it and threw it in the garbage and like as a six or seven year old I knew exactly like they didn't say anything after that because I just had to pick something else to wear um, I think I was a wolf man or something, uh, which was fine. I was wearing pastels, which was okay. <laughs> it was wolf man pastel version. Um, and yeah, that was probably one of the worst moments I remember of, of Halloween. Okay. And I knew something was wrong. But, you know, that it's all different now. So yeah, I'm, I can just look back. and But I, I think that's a good learning uh, tip for kids. Uh, Julie Cole... Our friend Julie Cole, who um, is from Mabel's Labels uh, and is a speaker and everything, she was on uh, CH Morning Live the other day, and she was talking about her uh, daughter had come out um, as bisexual. And she was talking about it, and she um, she came on the group, and she says, is there any tips for me when I go on? And she mentioned the, the gay... Did you see that? She mentioned yeah, I think I Yeah, I think I thanks, saw you. Julie. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Julie. Um, she, um, she asked for any tips, and I think one of the tips is... Um, it's not always what you say. It's 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 the things that even can't be heard. Because I didn't hear that fight. And I didn't know what was said, but I could tell by the actions and the looks on their faces and all of those things. And there's looks that I got as a kid from teachers and everybody. And it's not just what you say. Kids will remember. And, it's, and they won't necessarily remember what you said anyway. They're going to remember how they felt in that moment. So I think that's a big takeaway for parents is that it's not always about the words it's how you make someone feel yeah that's really good 
Thanks. Yeah, you guys were having some, you guys, were, there was some good comments on that thread. Mm-hmm. I remember reading some of those the other day. What's your worst Halloween costume? I don't think I have a worst one, um, because, like, when I was little, like, my mom was really, my mom was really good at, like, kind of making sure we had, like, like at least cute con- uh, 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 costumes and stuff like that. Like, when we were ghosts... Because like, there were a few years we went as ghosts, but you know how you just put it on, like, a white sheet, and then you're a ghost with, like, eyes cut out? We always had, like, bowler hats, like, classic bowler hats and bow ties. Oh, we that's cute. <laughs> old fashioned ghosts. Yeah, old fashioned ghosts. So, it was, even if it was something simple like that, it was still kind of fun, so. What's All next? Right. Any must-watch Halloween movies, asks Amanda. Oh, must-watch? You have to watch. Um, I just watched Garfield's Halloween special today, which is absolutely... I was laughing out loud. <laughs> I love when Garfield just goes to the door. <laughs> My favorite part of it. He goes to the door, and he's like, Odie, I'll show you how to do it. And he goes to the door, and he knocks, and, they go, and they're like, oh, and he goes, gimme. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even trick-or-treat. It's just gimme. And then, um, and then um, she gives him one piece of candy, and is a full-on meltdown. <laughs> um, Charlie Brown, obviously. Um, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I think, like, um, these are just for me, though. Um, I know you have other ones. Um, um, uh, what is this? Uh, the the um, Jack Skeleton. Nightmare oh, Before, Before Christmas, Christmas is terrific. Um, I watch Beetlejuice. What do you You have watch? a bunch of good ones. Like, I, I don't have favorite ones, but, like, I like watching... Um, like some, like I like horror movies in general. I don't have a favorite one that I watch. I just kind of like watch whatever's new. I'll watch your favorite too, though. Um, zombies. Oh yeah. I'm a zombie. Vampires. I don't like vampires. Um, ghosts. Yeah. Ghost stories are good. Witches. What else is there? I like, I'm, you know this, but like the, the, the ones that, because I mentioned before that sometimes I do get kind of bothered by horror movies, and it's the ones that have to do with, like, possession or the devil and things like that. Yeah, you can't even watch American Horror Story. Yeah, I feel weird even watching that sometimes. But it's like, um, it depends which one it is, though, right? Like, it depends which story they're doing. I'm watching but... Sabrina right now, and I'm actually, because I'm completely fine with anything when it comes to horror or anything. Like, I'm not offended or whatever, but it's too... They've taken it too far. It's really dark, isn't like it? Like she cooked a baby. What? To feed to the to the devil's main man. And it was just so it's almost like this line of like cartoon, but it's too dark. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's Archie world and it's a comic book and you know, she's a teenage witch, but it's really dark. She cooks a baby. But it's not dark enough in their it's almost like walking the line of, like, comedy, you know, sh- like, not comedy. I don't even know how to explain. Like a like a sitcom, but then they go right too, way too dark. Yeah, she cooks a baby. And and um, and he's mad because um, it's not a Christian baby. It's, um, it's um, they call it a, a person of the night, which is like a devil worshiper. Like, they're all devil. Sabrina the Teenage Witch and her family are devil worshippers. This is all very strange. It is very strange. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get through it. How are you? How is everybody out there? Are you watching Sabrina? I love the haunting on Hill House or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. You've watched it. I haven't watched it all yet. That was so beautiful. I didn't find it scary at all. No no spoilers on that because I haven't watched it. It was so beautiful. Oh, these are all on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I'm really bad at all favorite questions. Like if you ask me what my favorite anything is, usually I'm bad at it. But like even when once we got older, like my brother and I would like we when we were too old to trick or treat or whatever, like we'd just stay home and watch horror movies. And whenever he's down, we watch horror movies. So it's uh it's all good. I think the the scariest thing though you could watch for Halloween is um CNN. <laughs> this week especially has been like bombs and um sh- uh, shootings there have been and some bad things it's like, scary no so that. like i don't even know like this is why i'm saying i'm not afraid of ghosts yeah because there's bigger to things about? to be afraid of yeah i'm afraid of nuclear war anybody else <laughs> What's next, Letover? Dear Jesus, religion. Jared is a born-again Baptist, and Chris leaves the tea out of Christmas, making it more personalized to him. So for today's segment, I thought you we could say, talk about... Dear Jesus. And I say, Dear Jesus! <laughs> um, so Chris and I watched, uh, we, we watched YouTube in the evenings, and we happened upon the history of Halloween. This is Halloween. This Halloween. is Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Um, and so we watched, it was the history of Halloween. It was from the history channel. Uh, we'll put a link to a version of it up on YouTube. Um, and I, I, the reason I'm putting it in here is because I thought it was really interesting to see the history of it and how, even though people who say are like, are really like conservatively religious or something really hate Halloween, how the history of it kind of shows that it doesn't really make sense for them to hate it that much, that it's more about... Tell us more. All right, so one of the main things, and most people probably know this, is that the the Catholic Church moved All Hallows Day from the spring to the 1st of November because they wanted to take advantage of the fact that the Celts and some of the other people that they were trying to convert already had a holiday on um, October 31st, which was the beginning of their new year where the veil between the living and the dead was supposed to so be So they just like to take over things. So they, they took over, instead of saying, no, you can't do that, they said, well, no, let's do it this way. Yeah, and so, so we can still collect your money and you can enjoy life. So they had um, All Hallows Day on November 1st and then All Saints Day later on November 2nd. So the day before All Hallows Day ended up being a Halloween, which you probably knew, and that's where we got the day from. But the part that I thought was even more interesting is that in the uh, in the early 1900s, like in the 30s and stuff like that, when things were kind of bad in North America, like like there was a lot the of depression. Har- yeah, the depression and economic hardship. Um, Halloween got really bad. Like the pranks got dangerous. There was a lot of destruction, and people were kind of. It seemed like from the video that people were kind of venting, and it was getting worse and worse in terms of like the damage that was being done. Well, I have to tell you, and I don't know if this takes place during the Depression or not, but um, at least once an episode, we bring up Meet Me in St. Louis. As Amanda, one of our listeners and friend, <laughs> loves, because she loves Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, and in Meet Me in St. Louis, there's a whole Halloween uh, portion of it, and I always thought, like, what the hell is going on here? The kids dress up in, like, really weird costumes, and they have flour that they take and they knock on people's doors and they throw the flower in their face and wish that they died. And then um, they take all of this garbage and furniture around town and they burn it in the middle of the street. And these kids are no older than 10. <laughs> and I was, and the, and the parents have no problem with this. They're like, okay, 
uh, just be home before uh, midnight. It's like the purge it's like, only for kill- children. What is going on? But this all makes sense now. So. Yeah. So, so in the early 1900s, it was getting bad. And so schools and police departments and other civic groups, they got together and they said, we have to like, we have to give them something else to do. Like we have to, <laughs> so they give started, them candy. yeah, so they started coming up with like, you know, costume contests and parties and things like that to try to organize what was going on and keep kids off the street. Um, and along with that, and I don't know if this happened at exactly the same time, but people started, um, like offering people that came by the house treats in order to say, okay, don't throw that rock in my window. Here's something else instead. Um, so so trick or treat is trick or treat. Like, um, if you don't give me a trick, if you don't give me a treat, I'm going to trick you. Yeah, only tricking might have meant vandalize your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kids. Uh, (laughs) So I thought that was really interesting. And the way you get a better impression of it, because, like, then it kind of got to be, like, a capitalist thing, too. Like, certain companies would come up with books or they'd come up with, like... So the Catholic Church was never mad about it because, like, a lot of people are like, we don't celebrate it because uh, Jesus says that you shouldn't dress up like a devil or, hey, are there things that you won't dress up as? Would you dress up as a devil? I think you would. If it was a cartoony devil, I would. No, like a real devil? Uh, probably. I don't <laughs> know. Because he's Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I would dress up as a sexy devil. <laughs> well, that's like a cartoony devil. Well, are there any things that you wouldn't dress up as? You wouldn't dress um, up as Mormons. That one time I wanted to be the Book of Mormon. No, you're like, no. Mormons. We're not making fun of them. They're characters in the play. And we talk to Mormons, our friends who are Mormon. And they were fine with it. I was and just I wanted to go door it. to door. <laughs> Hello. My I'll name is Elder Farish. <laughs> every time I, I, hear, I have to admit that would be kind of funny. Every time I hear a doorbell ring now, I think yeah. I, I go, Hello. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkers, because we can't say crazy anymore. All right, so for this segment, keeping with the Halloween theme, uh, we thought we'd talk about uh, mental health and how that can possibly be helped by or can be affected by either dressing up and doing things like that, like on Halloween or otherwise, and also theater, because I'm, I'm into community theater and stuff like that. So do you want to set this up? Because you had a... you had Yeah, I, w- I was just... So last night I... Um, was the MC at a, at a Halloween party for um, an organization called Eric's Cupboard, um, which is a not-for-profit that uh, collects food and um, donations and clothing for people who need it. And their mission is uh, to help just one person, which I think is really actually quite beautiful. Um, anyway, so I'm hosting this thing, and first of all, it felt so good. It was like an old... It was like a, um, a Halloween party from television where... Everybody went to this hall and everyone, everybody was dressed up. And I've never been to anything like that before. It's always been like a house party or trick-or-treating. So I was like, this is the best. Um, And I was in drag. I was Lady Bird Fancy Pants to host it. And like, there's just, when you're in drag, there's just things you can do and you can say. And like all of the drag queens talk about this. RuPaul talks about this. You can be that inner bitch or inner diva or inner whatever 
Um, you know, I saw my friend Susie, uh, she dressed up, she's not obviously not in drag, but she was dressed up like this, like 1970s, really, um, hot mama. <laughs> that sounded so lame. <laughs> hot mama. Um, like she was real, I don't know. Uh, she had a good gold chains on and she's like, this is my alter ego. Um, and if I ever ran for mayor, this is what I, this is who I would be. And I was like, yeah, that it's your alter ego. It's that thing inside you that you wish you could be and in a costume or in your case a playing role. a character yeah. allows you to be all those things that the world doesn't allow you to be now the the trick is um I, for me is taking that and somehow leaking it into your everyday life and uh, and remembering that sometimes that person is you like that's okay yeah but i mean the way I look at like the theater stuff is you don't you don't get the choice of who you are going to be on stage because that's written for you unless you're also writing the show. But being able to because everyone always asks like if you're in a show they always ask how do you remember all those lines and it's it's not that it's a, like if you've ever asked me that I'm not offended or or angry with you <laughs> but it's one of those questions that's like that's not the most important piece though like it, it's harder to figure out like how to interact with the other characters on stage realistically or how to like how to, how you should feel when you say those lines and things like that. Well, it is and it is one of the the hardest things to do because you have to know your lines to get to the next part. Yeah, that's true. You know, like yeah. you, it's kind of like a building a house. The lines are your foundation, but all of the decorations and the paint and stuff are, are the way you deliver that those lines you can anybody can memorize lines it's how you deliver them right so it's very hard to memorize them because you have to do that to get to the part where you're making someone feel emotional about them yeah you're right that's actually true (laughs) i'm always right so (laughs) but but the part that i one of the things i like about theater is that it gives you an excuse to think about like interacting with that other person or that other character and it gets like we don't think about that kind of thing very often and like you said you get to yeah, but you is. actually have to think about how would I deliver this and how are they going to receive it and well and how not necessarily how you would in your everyday life deliver it but how would this character deliver mm-hmm. it and that that lets you explore like cuz you might not ever deliver it that way and that's why it's fun to play a character sometimes that isn't like you even though it's harder because you get to actually say and do things that you wouldn't do otherwise. Like that show I was in in the, in the summer, everyone's like, oh, can you play mean type thing? And then they're like, yeah, you can play me. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's like, but I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say things like what I said. You said the F word too many times for my liking. Hey, that's a script. I know, but I was just like, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now with this whole thing. I'm very uncomfortable. So, so yeah. Um, so I think our... Our challenge for everyone is um, I want everyone out there who's listening to put on a costume. It could be a wig or some makeup that you've always wanted to try or an outfit that you just think, you know, I go shopping with my friend. um, I'll say her name because she doesn't care. Jesslyn. She's one of my best friends. It's her birthday today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Jesslyn. And, you know, we'll be out uh, shopping at Value Village, which we usually do. And I'll be like, oh, my God, this is so cute. This looks so looks so good on you. She goes, well, it's not me. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally you. Like, I know this is you. And she's like, it's just too, I don't want to, I don't want people at work to like notice me like that. I'm like, okay, you need to just try this on. And she's totally got 
to the point, like her style, and I'm not saying that I've influenced her style at all. That's always been her style. I just think that I've been able to see it before she was able to um, accept it. Um, and now she wears the cutest, awesomest things, and she's not afraid. She mixes and matches, and she wears weird stuff, and she's, I love her style so much. See, that's um, the, like, if I try, you're good at that, though, and you're good at seeing it in other people as well, like being able to choose things for other people. If I pick things out for myself, this was true more when I was younger, but even now sometimes, like, I'll think I like it and that I want to wear it, and then I'll be self-conscious about it afterwards or I won't like it anymore. Yeah. Whereas, and sometimes, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes I just make poor choices. Um, we could talk about that. But um, sometimes it's, you don't want to, like, you're afraid you're standing out too much or you're afraid you're, like, um, I don't know. It's kind of a judgment thing. It's like a self-judgment thing, but it's also a judgment from other people thing. And it's funny because I don't consciously think I worry about that that much. But if you don't want to stand out, that's one thing. The, the thing with me, though, is that I stand out no matter what. I could wear a um, black T-shirt, which a lot of times I do, and um, jeans, and I could walk into a place and I stand out. And kids, Chances are there was a fancy cardigan or something with that. Possibly. But, like, there's, like, <laughs> kids who are looking at me like, what's going on here? Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> who are um, they? Adults. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to get noticed, I'm going to get noticed. And, like, let's take it to the extreme. But I want everybody out there, if you just wear something to work that's a bit strange or um, uh, out there that's more f- uh, flamboyant um, and... Uh, show that self, that part of you that um, isn't necessarily allowed all the time. And you can do that by dressing up in drag. Anybody can dress up. Women, men, uh, transgender people, anybody can dress in drag. Uh, it doesn't Drag doesn't mean dressing up as a woman. It means just putting on a costume and being a different personality and... Go out and go to drive out to the middle of nowhere. Well, not to the middle of nowhere because you might get beat up. <laughs> right? Safety first, people. Safety first. But, like, drive to a, a town or a city that you don't um, live in and go shopping or do something and just feel it for a moment. Now, if you don't feel safe doing this, don't do it. I'm not going to force you to do it. But, like, if you are willing to do this, try it. And I bet you you're going to feel like, whoa, I can step out a bit and be myself. I want to do – can I do my nails? You want to you want to paint your nails? Yeah, yeah. Did you see that article about the little kid um, who? It was a Twitter um, story, and the father was was really upset because the little kid was like five years old, and he like he was kind of a like, and this is in quotes, boys boy in terms of like he likes sports, he liked getting dirty and everything like that, but he also loved like carrying around a purse or a bag or something because he would put stuff in it, and he would paint his nails, and he liked like colorful stuff and things like that, and he went to kindergarten for the first day of school. And all the kids made fun of him, except one. Only one kid stood up for him. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, sobbing when his mom, like, picked him up because he was so, like, he was so upset. And when you think about how, because his parents had been really supportive and everything, and he went to school, and the first day he'd ever gone to school, like, this happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's and it goes on about how his dad, like, told him, like, you should read it. We should, I, it's not in the Well, I actually had a really but, good friend um, message me, and she says that her son likes to wear... He loves wearing nail polish. And I know a lot of kids who like to wear nail polish. It's fun. It's not girly or boy or femi or any of those labels that we just stick on things that are ridiculous. It's fun. It's cool. It's bright. It's interesting. It's different. It's different. And sometimes that's what kids want. And she said, 
my son likes to wear nail polish, and I have absolutely no problem with it. But he's going to get made fun of at school. What should I do? And I said, just tell him that. Tell him. Be honest. Say, listen, at home, you can do whatever you want, and mom and dad or whoever there is loves you and supports you, and you can wear this to school if you want. But here's what could happen. And, and you know like what? Not, yeah. He wears it at home and he doesn't wear it to school. And I think that's okay because he is taken. He understands the risks Yeah, he of made it. an educated choice. He has made an educated choice, but it wasn't like you're not allowed to wear that, no question about it. It's like – because then you feel dirty and shameful about yourself, right? And I'll tell you, if you've got the support of your of, – of adults saying, we love you, this is cool, you can do it here, you can do it out, but this is what's going to happen – you're going to be a lot better than having no support at all. Yeah, and hopefully it won't always be this chance that he won't... Like, he made a calculated decision, which was a good decision for him. Hopefully, though, like, people will stop, like, acting like that towards people who just do something that isn't Hopefully people will stop acting like that. Are you new? Welcome. Welcome. Oh, we haven't got to the alien section. Pretty soon, pretty soon. Gateway Gay, where we help you, our straight and cis friends, navigate the rainbow-colored waters. We'll help you get safely across the yellow brick road. So, this is another one that you wanted to do, but I found the uh, one of the articles for it, and I'll put it in the... Oh, um, my good God. Yeah, put it in the description. <laughs> but it's the story, a small New Brunswick village removes straight pride flag after backlash. And this was from Global News, but it was in a bunch of... In fact, we even heard it mentioned on, what was it? Seth. One of the... Say yes. Yeah, Seth Myers. Seth Myers was yeah. talking about it last night. So I woke up and my friend Natalie, who lives in Moncton, uh, New Brunswick, she's like, did you see this? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? The small town, I think it was about an hour away from her, um, put up a straight pride flag. And they put up a gay pride flag. The or month before LGBTQ or whatever. In June. pride yeah. flag in June. And then they got together and they talked about it. And they're like, we should put up a straight one too. So that like... We're supporting straight people. Like, I can't believe it. So, I don't know. I think they found the flag online, which was a, totally a joke. Like, the, the flag design is actually was made as a joke. It wasn't because I, I watched a clip on, on Global News, and it seemed like there was one gentleman who was kind of behind the request, and he said something about the flag, and it made me think that he had it made, but maybe not. Maybe he No, maybe I he heard it was it. a joke. So they put, I don't even know what it looks like. I think it's blue and it's white. It's blue and white stripes with, like, the the male and female symbol in the middle. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't get into this, um, but I'll tell you something. If you make decisions like this without, you know, you could live in New Brunswick, and it could be a small town. It could be that there's no one around to talk to and ask opinions, uh, but you need to look outside your small town and ask for opinions of, like, is this a good idea or not? Um, the reason that we don't need straight pride is because we don't need straight pride. St- straight people are not... Um, ridiculed and prosecuted. Persecuted. Persecuted. Prosecuted or prosecuted. <laughs> persecuted, prosecuted for their, um, for their, um, the who they love. Like, they just aren't. So you don't need a, a straight parade. You're not proud. I, I, I have it's, a... I think it's, is it partly because of the, uh, and this is not, I am not on the other side of this, but but is it because of the word pride and how other people use pride versus Yeah, how... and I have a problem with the word proud and pride. And I, and I, and I don't think it's that uh, common 
or uh, I just I think a lot of people have problems with the way I think of it. I don't think you can be proud of something unless you have um, you or someone else has overcome something. Like or I believe like, that that's the definition of pride. Uh, or right? that you've done something. Or that you. Yeah, like you've done something, like, um, but it has got to be something. It can't just be like I, I, I took a crap. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it depends how hard that crap was. But like, uh, you know, I don't understand some of the people, and I'm gonna get probably messages and mail, whatever. I have time. Um, but like, I, I, um, Irish. I'm proud of my Irish heritage. And it's like, okay, can you define what that means to you? If it's just like, I like getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Um, I love the color green. That's not pride. You can't be proud of that. Okay. If you're proud that your family came over, like I could be proud of being Portuguese because my family came over and and uh, not necessarily fleeing something bad, but like what was going on uh, from what I've heard is it wasn't that great. They came over for a new life. They were poor when they came over. They had to... Uh, pick up their, pull up their socks and, and get to work, that you can be proud of that, right? And yeah. I, But I don't even have Portuguese pride. Like, I, I don't look at that as, like, something But people have Italian pride or it's a lot to do with uh, well, and nationality. I, with the, and I think, but I think this is getting to the point that I was trying to make too is that when you talk about gay pride, it's, it's about overcoming adversity and saying, no, we have the right to exist and we have the right to be who we are. And the, even if you haven't had to do a lot of fighting for that, the people before you in the in the community did. Exactly. I said and, either and you yeah, or it, someone else. And like a parent, well, I am proud of my kid. It's like, yeah, but why are you proud of your kid? Because they overcame something or they got a gr- good grade or they are gay and they've overcome something. Like you're, you're proud for a reason. Or the way they handle it or the way, yeah, like. There's, you're proud for a reason. So, right? and, I, and I think that. Just like, uh, I'm proud to be black. Well, not me personally, but like if someone had said, I'm proud to be black, well, why can't I be proud to be white? Well, there's nothing to be proud of. And I'm not saying that in. in, in but that for, sounds funny too, because. I, I know, but there's nothing to be proud of. Well, I think. You did overcome it. I almost think it's a different, it's a different, slightly different definition of the word pride. Because the kind of pride you're talking about is the kind of pride that I think that the flag actually stands for, whereas the kind of pride that, that is behind the straight flag is, what is it, it? it's a misunderstanding of what is it it's about it's almost like they're saying that that they should be recognized too yeah they, you're, and it, that's not straight people are recognized every single day in every single area of life that's the point exactly no and i don't but i don't think that they i think that this is actually a good thing that happened in a way because what you were saying about how, like, you, like, it, it, there were a couple of, they looked like they were young adults or teenagers who were on one of these clips that was on Global News, and they were asking the same questions, like, have you ever been um, uh, persecuted because... Have, or have you, prosecuted. Has, has anyone, yeah, or pro- but has anyone ever yelled at you because you're holding hands with yeah. your partner in the mall? No. Like, and it's like, that kind of thing is the reason that the pride flag... If you goes, don't wake but, up every day and think, oh, I'm straight, how is this going to affect my life? You don't. I'm assuming you don't because I don't wake up every day and think, I'm white. How is this going to affect my life? I never thought that in my life, except for that one time when we went to see Black Panther and we were like the only white people in there. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be like the only one somewhere. I wasn't afraid or like of uh, um, proud of being white in there or anything like that. But I... I, I it was just different. It was, it like, was different. Yeah. But I never, I never think about that. And... Um, um, you don't think about that when you're straight or if you're white or any of those things where you, it doesn't affect you possibly 
in a negative way. But I think we have to have these conversations because, um, like, watching the clips, I know I keep talking about this clip, and there's a couple clips that run back-to-back on the global news thing, so take a look if, you, if you're interested. But you watch the mayor, or the councillor, whoever it was, you watch the older gentleman who was advocating for the straight pride flag and things like that. And I know it's a kind of a, I know it's kind of a stereotype, the old white guys trying to, but if you watch their attitudes and the way that they approach it, you can kind of tell that they've never had to have a conversation where you'd understand why there's a difference between um, someone who is flying a flag because of what's happened in the past to their community and what's still happening to their community and the kind of recognition they think is is fair. If you can have one, you can have the other. Yeah. And they're totally different things, but I don't think they've ever had that conversation or they haven't thought about it enough to realize that that's what's going on. It's not like a yeah. pride, like, like you know, uh, a heritage pride for the country your ancestors came from, which is big in North America or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's but like, um, there's, you can have a, um, I'm a proud Holocaust survivor, but you can't have a, I'm a proud person who lived through the Holocaust, but it didn't affect me, and I just sat back and didn't do anything. Like, you you can't have, that's not... You, like, you mean somebody who wasn't affected? Like I wasn't, I I wasn't affected by it. I'm not Jewish. Um, I didn't do anything. Like, I, you could say, like, I proudly fought. Uh, 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 it depends on what your involvement was. who yeah. fought for freedom can say that, but someone who didn't do anything can't say, I'm a proud um, Holocaust participant. No, you didn't do anything, and you were just there and around that time. You can't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. It seems weird talking about it's it with a that weird example. But example, like, yeah. I'm full of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of weird examples. But you have to have. I believe you have to. You have to wake up and think like, how is this part of part of this going to affect my life, or has it affected my life? For you to be proud of that, yeah, overcoming it or dealing with it or whatever. And I think just letting people know that that's what it's about will help. Because I mean, we saw this example from a small town in New Brunswick, but they're getting it. It's probably pretty hard for that town right now. A lot this of people in just, the town I'm automatically sorry, came out and said, like, "This is not up." This is but. just who was talking. Straight white men. I didn't even watch the global thing, but I can guarantee you that old guy was a straight white man, and the mayor was a straight white man. And what is going on is that people are starting to be accepted. They're starting to take things back. Women are saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not putting up with this crap. Um, Black people are saying, no, black lives matter. And white straight men who think that they've always been the best ones, they think, are now going, well, I'm proud to be me. I've always been the best one. And now they're going... (laughs) Oh my gosh, well, how come I can't have... It's like, just be, I saw this thing on, on uh, Facebook the other day, and it was like, just because um, equal rights doesn't mean that you don't get rights. It's not a pie. Like, it's... Yeah, somebody else getting that equal you rights don't doesn't get the take rights, away from your rights. Right? Yeah. So it's like, for the straight white men out there who are complaining and putting up straight flags or any of these things, I'm sorry, they're all straight white men or there's some uh, straight white women... Um, I hate to generalize and they're always like, well, I saw somebody the other day who wasn't, okay, one person, great. Um, it's, I'm generalizing, but I'm, believe me, I'm, I'm, um, I'm generalizing for a reason because it's correct. Um, well, it's also, I I will interject and say a lot of times it's from, um, areas that this, see, it all sounds so bad because 
A lot of times it's from smaller communities. Pickabillies. R- r- but that's not who those people are. And my parents are in that same group. Like, I'm not saying they, they, I'm not saying they believe in putting up the straight flag or anything, but I'm just saying that, like, it's groups that haven't had as much exposure, haven't had the same conversations. They don't know why we're doing these things. And quite frankly, with social media the way it is right now, that doesn't help because those people are seeing the same. They're getting reinforced on no, in their communities just though, like we're getting reinforced in ours. Something that came out of this that I'm really, I'm really proud of because um, I can say that in this context is Natalie who told me this. She posted it on Facebook and she had her family and people come out and going, well, wh- why can't I have straight pride? And she took the time in such a beautiful way to talk to these people. She did not change a lot of their minds because I've read the comments after, but she took the time to go, here's the reason why. And why I'm proud of her is that she is a straight white woman, um, but she is, I always say the, the prosecute the people who are prosecuted or the, the people who are oppressed don't need, shouldn't be the ones to educate the oppressor. It should be people like Natalie who live in those communities who get it. They should be going, listen, it's not my job as a gay person to educate you, even though I'm doing it. I'm not saying that it's not okay for us to be doing this podcast and stuff. I'm saying it's not my job. No, no, because a lot of, in a lot of situations that you might be the one hurting from a situation, like not necessarily in this one, like, like, but you know what I mean? Like you may be the one that is not in a good place to try to convince exactly. someone who has set themselves up against you in a way or set themselves up in a way that could hurt you or exactly. put you in a bad position. That's why so, Natalie doing that, yeah. I'm proud of her because she went over her comfort zone, although she's very, like, I want to say liberal. I don't know if she votes liberal, but, like I mean, she's a very liberal person and very, um, um, like, she just gets it. You know what I mean? She just gets it. So... I'm not surprised, but I'm proud that she did it because, like, most people wouldn't do that. They would sit back and watch it go on and go, interesting, and next, right? So it takes the people out there who are not um, uh, straight white men. And this is why I fight for women's rights, for uh, black rights, because they shouldn't have to do it alone. They're doing it. They shouldn't have to do it alone. And like I posted today, when are they coming for you? They They just attack them... Um, the Jewish synagogue. synagogue. Well, who's like, they? Like, someone did, and it is a very horrible thing, and it does probably it? have to get... A straight white man did it. That's... Because he's feeling so... First of all, he's feeling like he doesn't belong anymore because everybody else is belonging. And number two, he's being coaxed by a president that, that says, um, um... Violence is okay. Yeah, they're, 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 I, that's I, what I was getting at. Is there's more? It's not just as simple as whether he's mentally unstable or whatever. It's the fact that he is feeling these things, and that's what that 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 guy you were talking about. I'm I'm getting really upset in this one. Um, that guy you were talking about in the news conf in the news thing. He's he's steps. He's one breakdown away from possibly doing something really ridiculous. I'm not saying he would blow up a a synagogue or shoot up a synagogue. I'm saying like he, it, it just, he's there. He's just, isn't taking it to the next level of, oh. of bad. What was the, I forget who posted it. Um, and I think it might've been a, a repost from someone else, but they were talking about how they had been watching some of the conservative Facebook groups in the States. And when transgendered issues, transgender issues came up, he was talking about the vitriol that came out of those conversations and how many people, 
actually like, I mean, we're looking at a very specific group of people if they're in those Facebook groups, but how violent really their thoughts violent. were when it, when it came to that kind of thing. And it's like, it was, it was a really thoughtful and long post that the person wrote, but it was also quite disturbing. Um, cause he's, he's saying it's not a few, he's saying that this is what's going through a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Or, or something along the, it in is. that spectrum. And we are like, in a bubble and we don't see all that. And every time I see it, I am, I am, I take a step back and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody thinks this way. Cause I don't see it that often because I, I've, I live in a bubble. We all do. We all do. Yeah. But like when I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so scary that somebody thinks this way. And I think that, I think that we're going to again see the whole bubble thing happen again in the November elections. Well, Facebook says that they're going to be um, working on not allowing fake stuff to be. Well, and that's good because that's part of the problem. But I still think that a lot of people on the, on either side of the spectrum don't really understand. It's not fact based. We were watching some woman last night talk about trans rights and she was saying so many things that were just incorrect. To, to, to scare people like they want, like they she was saying that transgender people want to take away your gender and nobody oh, wants that to was interesting. do that. Yeah, she said that she said that for some reason she thought, or she was trying to and say she that she was a very smart woman. She wasn't, she wasn't going to be allowed to say that she was a woman because she would get attacked and, or, or that she, nobody or someone would be offended. That. And I'm like, and both of us, I think we're like, that's not what that means. No, but this is what they get fed and it's not facts. Yeah. You know what they're thinking is fake news is not fake news. It's the news and they're believing all this other garbage. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So I just want to... In the spirit um, of Halloween, only more seriously, <laughs> it's scary. It's very scary. But I want to put out to um, this town in New Brunswick, I want to put out to them that if you need me, I will come down as Ladybird Fancy Pants and I will educate. We can have a mm-hmm. town hall. I'll do some PowerPoint presentations that will blow your mind. <laughs> and all you have to cover is flight, which is like... 200 bucks there and back and kudos to um the the individuals from the town that like you know stood up and said yes no, thank that's you that's not cool whether you did it online or in person like it's got like like it doesn't matter what we think about you but i just thought we should say that like it's really cool that you did that and remember if you can't be a gay be a gay supporter <laughs> <laughs> da 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 Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Calling occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft. Okay. What's this one? We so what it describe what this this is my favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> Where we describe everyday things from the perspective of our alien counterparts. Oh great. And alien as an in interplanetary aliens, not immigration aliens. I don't like that we call them aliens. It's weird. It dehumanizes them. Anyway. Not uh, alien um People from different countries, not alien. Like, they're not human in, 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 in space. <laughs> I don't know if they're human. They, they could, could be human. human. Who can say? All right. So, I will, well, Halloween, of course. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Like, trick-or-treating. Like, so, um, they dress their kids up 
in strange... Strange strange costumes that they don't usually wear. They don't usually wear them. And a lot of them are princesses. <laughs> 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 and then after they put the costumes on them, they put a coat over top so nobody can see it. Yes, In the colder strange. places. Yes, in the colder places. <laughs> so frustrating. So only the child knows what it's wearing. <laughs> strange. And then they go um, dwelling to dwelling. Dwelling to dwelling. <laughs> um, often on foot, which is very unusual for them. Yeah. Holding um, containers to ask for um, uh, confections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how aliens have a much better vocabulary than we usually do. And they say um, trick or treat. And then the And this adult, is a false threat in most cases. It's a false threat. Because it's a tiny human. It's a tiny human. In a princess costume. That's not really going to be a Wearing a puffy coat. Yeah. <laughs> and the um, larger humanoid um, gives them confessions. They feed other people's children. And they go, how cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And then sometimes the older the older uh, specimens also dress up, which is odd. Yes, and then they um, um, they consume uh, fermented fruits and vegetables um, till the point of um, passing out. <laughs> <laughs> all, and all the while, in their um, sexy big bird costume. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And all the while, there is a, a large orange fruit sitting outside everyone's house for no reason. <laughs> often, often mutilated. A mutilated orange fruit. Oh, man. Mm. So strange. So strange. So strange. So but strange. I, I love it. It's a fun <laughs> time. That's all she wrote. Yep, that's all for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for this week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Let Them Eat Cake. Let Them Eat Cake. Where we are gay and eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, if you want to follow us online, um, join our group. Uh, some good discussions going on there. Yeah, and when we advice. say when we say something happened on the group, it's the Facebook group. Let them eat cake. Yes, which is a closed group, but ask for permission, and we'll let you in. And we'll let you in if we check you out first, and then we let you in. Um, and then you can um, go to iTunes and give us a review. We have forty reviews. Thirty-nine of them are five stars, and Ooh. one of them is a two star. Ooh. So there is somebody. There is a. Uh, we have one. Straight white listener oh. who's a man. No, just kidding. I just kidding. <laughs> All that about straight white male men. There are I know so many straight white men who do great things. I was just talking to one of them last night. Um, who um, his name is Joey, and he totally understands privilege. Like I get a lot from his posts, and I learn a lot from his posts. Um, but he understands it, and I, when I'm saying that. Um, most of them are straight white men. I'm not saying all straight white men are like that. I'm saying this of group the of them, yeah. they are straight white men yeah. um, who tend to be the problem. But I don't want to... You know what? If you're going to send me a letter, you can um, just send it to... to uh, just drop it off in the garbage can. Oh. Um, <laughs> if it's going to be nasty, I don't want it. But if you do want to have a conversation about any oh, yeah, of the stuff the we group. bring up, 
Because we're, yeah, we're just starting conversations, basically. Join the group, and you can make a post there. And yeah. Yes, and um, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you to our sponsors, Cake and Loaf. Cake and Loaf! Cakes. These are delicious! And by the way, this Nutella cake is really good, Cake and Loaf, so... Go to Cake and Loaf yeah. and tell them that we want cake! We want cake! Like that. But <laughs> wait, till they're, wait till they're open, because that'd be weird. <laughs> And you're more likely to get cake if yes. you go when they're open. I love everybody at Cake and Loaf. They are so fantastic. So thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Peace out and rebel on. <laughs>